Hey everybody, we are Martin, Robert, and Francis, and this is Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready, we're about to live in your head rent-free. Hey everybody, welcome back to Snakes and Otters. We're recording episode 15. So fellas, I was uh, internet surfing uh, the other day, and I came across a headline, and I don't even remember what it was anymore, I'm sure it was just clickbait. But it struck me as being a, uh, a very negative headline about Queen Elizabeth II. And I thought it was very unfair. And I started thinking about her life and what she's been about as queen. And um, I just wanted to, to, you know, give the old gal a break. Um, it's been quite an exemplary life. Amen. Um, it's just amazing. She's been on the throne now since 1953. 53. Must have been 55. 53. Um, more. And she's been through many, many storms. Many, oh, many no. storms. But seems to always um, come out the other side with a ton of grace mm -hmm. and a ton of admiration. So I'm, I thought it would be a good subject for us tonight. She's definitely very regal. And that's not really meant to be a pun. She pulls it off uh, just by her nature, by who she is. And uh, it's, she's a fascinating subject to talk about. She's, I mean, she's been on the throne. You know, she's 95, 96 years old. She's been married for over 60 years uh, to the same guy, which is, you know, reason to celebrate there just for uh, being an exemplar of a successful marriage, one that's been through a million dollars worth of difficulties. Just about who they are. Um, she's she's a fascinating subject. She really is. Uh, she's a great mom. She's a great grandmother. They call her Granny, uh, which I think is kind of cool. That's pretty cute. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she's she's led. She steered that ship of state consistently now for a very long time. The thinking of of, of England without her is still inconceivable to us. So many of us. Yeah, for, for our generation. Um, and, and those before us, she's those actors. She's, she is England. Um, you know, though, Francis, I think you when we were prepping a little bit here, you had some really neat insights about her early life yes. that forms that basis of her career mm -hmm. as queen. Absolutely. She's very much a product, as we all are, of her, uh, not only of her upbringing, but from her ancestry as well. Two, two things really define uh, her. One is really the generation, two generations before her. Uh, during World War I, uh, the house of Saxe-Coburg-Gotha, <laughs> I know that's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. But that, yeah. that was the surname of, of her family. It comes from Prince Albert, Victoria's husband, because that's where he's from. And during the war, that is not, you know, the Ger they're killing Germans, German immigrants in England. They're really treated badly, and George V kind of says, well, maybe this German name we've got needs to be fixed. And he goes to Lord Strathingham, uh, one of his ministers, and says, you've got to find me something. And they go through all sorts of stuff, and finally he's, he's in Windsor Castle when he's writing. He says, duh, let's call it the House of Windsor. And we have to understand that that one little act that he did there of anglicizing the royal family has tremendous outburst all over Europe during this time because it effectively deroyalized. It took them, we're our own little England here, and all you guys on the continent can go pound sand. And they do. <laughs> they, they all fall apart. 
wouldn't say deroyalized so much as this is Robert, by the way. I've been a little silent here listening. <laughs> I'd say the better way to put that was it brought the royal family entirely into England. That's it. That's exactly what I was meaning to say. That's exactly yeah, right. They cut you, all you did ties great, yeah. with the continent in that sense. That's right. Which they enabled said, them to be This is England. Saved. Here I stand. That's right. And the people loved it. And that yes. was the, the firm foundation upon which Elizabeth... Uh, and because her, her father was not yet married during the war, but he would marry shortly thereafter. Uh, his, her father was eventually made the Duke of York. Uh, he was the second son of George V. Uh, but his uh, and he was the quiet, stammering, stuttering, uh, easily led into temptation by his elder brother, uh, the Prince of Wales, who becomes Edward VIII. Yeah, her father was never. Supposed to end up as king. That is exactly one of right. I know one of those accidental monarchies throughout English history. Yeah. It must have been a really interesting thing for him to become king, not just because of the, the circumstances mm -hmm. with uh, the prior king and his divorcee wife. Right. But when you think about it, Elizabeth is the first monarch to grow up, to be born into and grow up as a Windsor. Her right. entire life is, I am English. That's right. And entirely <laughs> English. Yeah, that's yeah. why. As her father grew up, or he was born into a family that was German. That's that right. Ruling yeah. England. Right. And I think that's a, I think that's probably. And, that, and that's why we plays spent, spending it. a little time with this because we we cannot underestimate just how English this made them in many right. ways. And her father and her uncle it, had it really to embrace to that bond. That's the right. Family to the people. Right. Very much it, so. In a way that it wasn't there, even under Victoria and Edward. That's right. Who were very popular. Very much so. Uh, Ed, Edward was very popular. Um. Uh, when you're, when you're, which leads me to the other part, the other thing that really made her who she is. I think this probably you cannot overemphasize enough, but her uncle, Edward VIII, really does do some bad stuff. By him abdicating the throne, this sent everything that she was raised on and believed on that was supposed to be you do your duty. And he did. Oh, that's yeah, that's huge. That that, that changed huge. everything because she's alive has, during this time. She's a child. Be, yeah, it has to be very profound. It is when you brought up in that sense of you have to do your duty. The only reason you exist is to serve your people, and for you to do something on your own. And he walks out on. And he walks out now. If you if you study his life very much, his his given name was David. That's what they called him, and her her father's name was Bert, Albert Bertie, but yeah. they they had regnal names that they changed right. when they went on. Uh, he was notorious for this. He was a womanizer. He did what he wanted to. He, 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 many of his letters survive, and he talks about how he hated the whole royal life. He was very unsuited, and yet they always his father doubled down all over the place for him to be, because he's next in line. You know, it's interesting, because when you talk about um, you, know, you do your duty, you were born to, to serve your people. Honestly, I think that's a more modern concept of the monarchy. I don't you know are, that, that you is... You want to know why? You're exactly right. It's, I think it's born out of the reaction to this. That is exactly it. That's where I'm going so, to go. The reason she is so much who she is had to do with both the family history and what her uncle did as her as a child. Because when you flash forward into... This is shortly after the war. This is like 1947. She's about to be engaged. She and her father and her mother and her sister go on a goodwill tour of South Africa. Yes. Uh, and, and she turns 21 during this time period. And she gives a speech, and you can find this on YouTube, it's very easy, it's not all that long, where she gives her birthday address, and she comes into her own. 
they still talk about this is the moment that makes her queen, even before her father is passed on. That she's still, she is still, uh, you know, got seven, six, seven more years before she actually assumes the throne. Is this her checkers speech? No, no, <laughs> no. This is the one where, and, and it's kind of the opposite. It's kind of the opposite. It's where she kind of lays it down. She goes, and you can read the, you can listen to the whole thing. But there's a line in it: whether my life be short or long, I will always be in your service. That that defines her. It was considered to define her at the time, even though it's before she's reigned. And she has lived by those words ever since. And the reason that I think that she wanted that, that she she doubles down on that service, is reaction to all the you know what that her uncle put the country through. Right. Because when you think about it, it is unheard of. I don't care what country you're a monarch of. You just don't abdicate. No. It's just not done. Not unless you're being like. Forced out over something. Well, right. right. yeah, that's Kaiser Wilhelm, but that, that was yeah. a I mean, he's unique really being, That's revolution versus yes. abdication. Oh, yeah. Right, absolutely. And so, you know, I think that is a very key thing here. You know, for us, you know, we've had, granted, only once a president resign. That was a pretty traumatic event mm-hmm. for the country. When you are the head of state, you're mm-hmm. in charge. I mean, granted, the monarch is not quite as in charge as the president is, right. but you just don't do that. Right. And yet, he also, even though he may not have liked all of the monarchy stuff, right. in a way he was very old school, you know, being a womanizer. Yeah. You know, that, that's old school king stuff. I'm going to be the king, I'm going to do what I please. That's right. King, king England. England. King England. I was waiting for that one to come out. King that's England. Right. Uh, and I, that. I, I, I just, and I think so much of the fact, the romantic, you know, here we are 100 years, almost 100 years later after his abdication, and you hear a lot of popular folks talk about, oh, isn't that so romantic? He gave up everything for his love. And that is, it is the ultimate act of selfishness in many ways. Yeah. Just because he had the right to do it doesn't mean that many, many people didn't suffer because of it. And it was only the forced, uh, it seems weird forced to talent us. of his, what of his brother. About, what's the big deal about a divorce and... But it was. It's the application. It sent shockwaves. The relationship right. even sent shockwaves through British society. Yes. It was a constitutional crisis. It was. For Britain. I would because gather, I, this is pure supposition on my part. I have not researched it. But considering that the Anglican Church did not approve of divorce officially, you know, King Henry VIII aside, yeah. until the 1930s. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a lot of this stuff tied in here. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just seems it's an immoral thing. extremely con- conservative in many ways. Yeah. Back then it was. It, yeah. 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 Not yes. so much anymore. Not so much anymore. Marrying a divorcee is, it's, it strikes him as immoral, and he's supposed to be the moral leader because yes. he's head of the Church of England. But right. Well, it also to... calls into question whether or not any children they have could become the next monarch. It's, yeah. it's deeper than that. It's not because it's, the, the the fact that she's an American divorcee is really a surface issue. She was absolutely just unpalatable to everybody she met. She <laughs> she, she really was. She was very demanding. Yeah. She was she was very all those things that they complained about her is because she was not very not very royal. Yeah, and that that, that well, sounds harsh you know, today. And, and we could go down a whole rabbit hole of the we don't issues want to do about that. him. Uh, they had to sideline him during the war. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, oh, why don't you go be Governor of Bermuda? That's right. Stay away from World War II. World War II. Because he did serve in World War I, yeah, as did his brother. Like, yeah. He was very pro-German. Yeah. And that was there. Which is understandable when you consider the family background, but until you realize 
pro-German here means pro-Nazis. That's yeah. right. And, and there, there's some thought that the Nazis wanted to reach out to him and reinstall him. That was the, <laughs> King. actually there's a letter that was that has recently come to light that indicates that was that was the Nazis' plan is to reach out to him and put him basically if, if they invaded Operation Sea Lion he would have been their puppet. Yeah, and they put would have him put back him on the as, a, as a puppet monarch, similar to the, the way they did the Vichy in France. Yeah, and he, uh, so. Uh, it's, there's and no, I mean, that's a nightmare and to And all this stuff would have been known, that's correct, yeah. or even suspected at the time. So Elizabeth is formed you, you in this crucible. Yeah, the Germans, if they had gotten a beachhead in Britain and started with what they did in France and deportations and, and then Edward overseeing all of that, what, what a nightmare. What a nightmare. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, so... To circle back to Elizabeth, yes, yes, who is actually what we're supposed to be right. talking about. Yeah, but we, we've so, laid the foundation for who she is. So, from what I can see here, all of this, starting with the name, you know, we're English, and that's all she knows. Mm -hmm. She sees her uncle, who is supposed to be king, just run away from his responsibilities. Yeah. So And leave a path of destruction a mile wide behind him. So then she's growing up, because remember, this is all happening in her formative years. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, she's not yet an adult. You know, this is the time when she's still gathering her own opinions to herself. It's a very formative time for anybody, and so I think this is very key that you serve your people. And this is one of the things we talked about before on the before we started the show that I absolutely love serving in the the army, uh -huh. and not just you know being a secretary to somebody or yeah. being the. Uh, secretary or the assistant to the prime minister who gets to wear military, a uniform, a military attaché, yeah. or whatever. You're speaking of Robert Lincoln. Yeah. Well, sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a mechanic. She's a truck. Yeah, mechanic. she gets her hands dirty. Yeah, that is something. Granted, it's not necessarily terribly dangerous, but she gets down in the the dirt. But it's a, she volunteers for the women's auxiliary mm -hmm. of, of the British Army, mm -hmm. and you're absolutely right. Does not go into some kind of desk job or set aside position or get to hang around number 10 she works with other women they operate work on trucks and it's a vital war effort right frees up men to go fight yeah yeah you know it's today, amazing she you know if she were uh, the the heir today she probably would have served in a, a real unit like like her grandsons did mm -hmm. and, her, and her sons she learns but, this from her parents too because you have to remember her her father who is king and her mother, who is very much one of the things that props him up for his deficiencies, because he has a stutter, he can't speak, he's definitely afraid of being in public all the time. So they really are a team on this. During the Blitz, while this is going on, they don't leave. Well, they yes. do not leave London. Yes. And uh, that's and huge too. It is huge. And they don't they don't send the children away. They don't send the children away. And so Elizabeth she's learning all on. this. That's why. And one of the things that uh, Elizabeth's mother. Uh, says during the time she goes now I can look the East Enders in the face because I didn't leave yeah because they're being bombed everywhere and she didn't you know they wanted her to you know get to the north they didn't, they didn't leave. that pays enormous dividends and that's influential to her we they served we served we sacrifice she never dodges anything not at Elizabeth all. never never dodges has a thing and I and think she that's didn't where it encourage starts. the children uh, you know again we, we, we talked a little bit about Charles and obviously Charles does not make the best impression He's seen no. as kind of he a, grows on us, I think, a pointy as, head, and, yeah. and he's drawn some criticism for, for his, well, his well, opinion. He Charles sees is much like better. our good friend that we don't name, but 
he his worst pro- and he's also like um, you know that Civil War general that we love so much. His worst problem is that he brings himself yeah. along to a situation. Yeah, but when you when you you start to think about all of these things with Elizabeth. I have some respect now for Charles that I maybe didn't have before. Agreed. Yeah. I think he's grown he, on us a lot. He's he, wizened. He, he sacrificed in his own way to, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't have at the time the woman he loved. And so, you know, he sacrificed. To, now, granted, somebody said, wow, how's a sacrifice to marry Princess Diana? You know, she's a beautiful woman. But if she's not the one you love, you know, that's a marriage of convenience. Yeah. And ultimately, we see it. it it's it's a marriage of pay, PR. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, it's and a, they both pay And yet, he does not do what his great uncle did, like David. I'm, I guarantee you, all that happened with Edward is what is informed Charles that, no, you, you endure this, sir. Yeah. And but, you may uh, not like it, yeah. But it's your duty comes before that. I think that that still figures into Charles, and even, even if a generation later. I think Grandma would have or Mom would have said, "You're going to stiffen up, stiffen, yeah, stiffen up." Right. Exactly. But you uh, will be king one day, yeah. Charles. Like, be king, like her, maybe. <laughs> well, I think so. That's like right. like her, he served honorably, yes. and uh, his brother Andrew, I believe, did as well. He did. Both yes. the grandsons, William and Harry. Andrew uh, served in the Falkland War. He actually saw combat. Yeah. Um, we talked about this. I believe all have been qualified pilots, mm-hmm. uh, helicopter pilots, which is dangerous work. Right. I don't know that her daughter, there's her son Edward, served in the same way. He's the youngest. You don't hear much about him. Uh, and I, and I, uh, but you're right. All the four of those that we know about. Um, you know, and, and if I recall correctly, I think uh, I think William was certified combat search and rescue, which is right. serious work. Especially that's, the air. Yeah, that's serious helicopter work. That's serious. Navy work, I admire that a great deal. Mm-hmm. That's real service, uh, and I'll you know also with Charles. If you've ever heard of the Prince's Trust, mm-hmm. if you've ever seen any of these uh, British TV specials, comedy specials that say for the benefit of the Prince's Trust, that's Charles. Sorry, he initiated those. He doesn't inherit those from other princes of Wales. That's his thing. Right, uh, and he's raised millions of pounds for charity. So I, I kind of have, in, in looking up at Elizabeth, I have a newfound respect for Charles. Yeah. And and, I, and I, you're right. I think that comes right from her backbone. I think our perception of the modern monarchy, because really it's the last monarchy that matters. Sure. You know, the one in Spain, inconsequential. Belgium, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sweden. Still have, I think there's yes, still... Right. Belgium and Sweden. Yes, yes they, they, do, they do still have... Quote yeah. royals, uh, but don't they, a whole I think lot. they have even less influence than. Yeah. Although the one in Sweden, I understand, is, is pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. I'm I pretty sure. I don't know that uh, you know that they would certainly have the impact on the country that Elizabeth does. Well, she, she, she does have a role in the government. We forget she that she does, but they don't really exercise it. No, much. but you I mean, know, she could dismiss Parliament. Absolutely, she could do other things. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily call it a veto, but. You know, she can, in certain situations, lay aside decisions of Parliament. Mm-hmm. Now, I kind of would like to see one of them do it, just to see what would happen. <laughs> but it is a constitutional responsibility but it is a constitution- for her to call on someone to form a government. That's correct. Yes. And, and, report it, and report to her. And about she can that dissolve government. that for the right reasons. Yeah. Yes. Which her father did, you know, during the war, when Churchill first assumed... Uh, that when they lost confidence with the previous uh, regime, uh, it was the sovereign which was, provides a consistency from regime right, to regime. Right, because it's 
from government to government. It's a little weird to us because we, we would always that think way. that it would change hands only after an election, but it doesn't have to. That's right. Right. If if a cabinet collapses, she can call on the party who still holds the seats, find somebody else. We just saw it happen basically well, with Theresa May leaving and Boris Johnson and, and, and Boris and said, okay. Form another go bring another PM in. I would bet. I mean, I, I don't know, but my guess is that uh, a change in government is almost always because whatever particular PM has lost favor in his own party. Yeah, right. that's it. And yeah, uh, Theresa uh, exactly. Theresa May could not affect the exit. Right. And basically lost the uh, confidence of, of the Tories, and and yet Elizabeth endures. Yeah, yeah. She is. She is the consistency from, and I think we maybe because of our system here underestimate the value of that. Mm -hmm. And and the. And well, the, I think we underestimate a lot because we we are so. It's not in our face every day. Right. Yeah. So, probably ninety nine out of a hundred or more, didn't know a thing about the Prince's Fund, the Prince's yeah. Trust, Prince's Trust, Prince's Trust, Trust. Yeah. Uh, they didn't know about Elizabeth working as a truck mechanic. You know, they may know that the boys, the grandsons, have served because you see that on the news. You know, media today is going to expose a lot of this stuff. And their service is very recent. It's very recent. Just left. That's right. Harry's. You mentioned Afghanistan. Harry's has served overseas multiple uh, times. Yeah, in fact, one of one of Harry's in combat. One of Harry's big uh, charity things is the Invictus Games, which is basically an Olympics uh, for veterans. Right. And he's even brought it to the United States to, to participate over here. It's a big so deal. All of this, she probably, more than we realize, has changed what it means to be a modern monarch. Mm -hmm. And you could make the argument, as we talked about before, about, you know, what saved the monarchy in yeah. England. It wasn't anything that we talked about. She's what saved the monarchy. Mm -hmm. in England. Ultimately, that's Ultimately. exactly right. I, I that's think right. she is because before her, when you start looking at all the things she's done, I, I would doubt, and again, this is relatively uninformed coming from an American, I would seriously doubt that there would be a whole lot of good, positive examples like hers and what she's instilled in her family as far as serving the people. Well, her own uncle was the antithesis of that. Right. Because now, they, that constitutional crisis, in many respects, is what solidified the monarchy in the end. Right. The very thing that it was expected to bring the downfall about is made it rock solid. Well, because... Either through good breeding, which is what they would say, sure, or a little bit of luck, maybe a lot of luck, yeah. you went from the low and you bounce back from that and you just luckily have the right person in the right, right. place. And that goes back to your original premise. Give this gal a break. Yeah, give the old gal a break. She, yeah, you, you, know, you, don't, you don't mess with the queen. Yeah. No, even Americans, we love Absolutely. We love them. Yeah. You know, and she's had... Great relationships with many American presidents. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, something else that I found very interesting, too, uh, in addition to, the, again, that a truck mechanic. What a great job. But she's had relationships with many important personages, mm -hmm. uh, the PMs. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I've lost count now. Oh, I yeah, mean, there's, there's uh, just in our lifetime. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. just you go from uh, her first PM was Churchill, right? amazingly. Um, from what I've read, she had a terrific relationship with Winston Churchill. She did. Uh, mm -hmm. Viewed him as a father figure. She was very young. Mm -hmm. uh, her father just died. And he really treated her with a great deal of respect. And she had good relationships with many. 
Uh, I've heard a relationship with Lady Thatcher mm-hmm. during those PM years was a little icy. Uh, Two strong women. I wonder how yeah. she went, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I wonder how much that has and, to and do she, And it, by this time, you know, she's already been in the, on the throne over 25 years. You know, her Silver Jubilee was in the late 70s. Uh, there's a lot of solidity there. And, it, you know, I can see where there's been difficulties. But, it, you know, we as people, both Americans or, or British, we don't notice this. Yeah. You but, know? you know, Thatcher's, again, we, uh, somebody else we could do a whole oh, series absolutely. of episodes on. You know, she gets where she is. By basically getting her way, mm-hmm. but the being right, right. That's but being—I mean, yeah—I mean, that's what makes her who she is—is is that solidity of her own. So, yeah, it probably was a lot of friction with Elizabeth, mm-hmm. but again, Elizabeth is so graceful. It was never really a public thing. It was never a, you know, anything that you've got to get rid of this crazy. Yeah. See, there, and get me somebody else. Really, to I mean, think about it. What scandals do we have? Diana's death is about as close as you'll get. Well, and that was just Charles's rumored affair with it is. Camilla. That's and we right. don't know if that's a fact. You know, but obviously there was some kind of relationship there, and she had to endure this. It might have just been friendship because she was married. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, you know, even though it wasn't the media that we have today, it's a small country. It would be very difficult well, for him to carry on a every, true affair. Everything that he does it, is under a microscope. Well, it is believed that they did have a, a physical relationship at different times. And Diana did as well with other yeah. people. Yeah. But that's... Well, and that's where I go back to, you know, he sacrificed to marry her for the good of the, the throne. Uh, you yeah. know, they, neither one were happy in that marriage. Yeah. You know, the boys know, probably the only thing like, that gave like, them a lot of... Of joy. Yeah, like the joke goes, uh, he's an Oprah Winfrey sensitive type. So, right. you know, he's got a, you know, so I, I, to a degree, Charles gets a bad rap. and He does, that's and, right. And, and you guys might remember back in the late 70s, it was all agog about all Charles's different girlfriends that he would have. Nothing nothing ever last. Kustar, that was Andy, sorry. Andy had Kustark. Uh, basically, as soon as... <laughs> Randy Andy. Randy Andy, yeah. As soon as... Uh, Charles finally gets married, all that stops. But there's speculation all the time, like, why isn't he married? Why isn't he married? What's yeah. going on here? Why have all these girlfriends? Different things like that. Who, I mean, whether they were or not, it really didn't matter. Yeah, I mean, they, they test relationship to a lot of people between mm-hmm. the, the royals, and unfortunately you have to do that under more of a microscope. Right. Where, in the but, modern world for Elizabeth, that never happened. She was never really tied to anybody she, until she was... Until she became... She was a woman in the 1940s. That's correct. There's but a lot. She and, adores Philip, though. They yes. do. And he, and he, her, too. Yeah. And yes. that's one of the great... I mean, if, even if for no other reason, they have been successfully married for 60 years. And that's a powerful example and a witness to everybody. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's less powerful than you and I or... Martin and his wife getting to 60 years because when you're a royal, especially of their generation, you don't divorce. Mm. You know, and it's really difficult to get one of you offed. Right. So, yes. you know, Elizabeth can't say off of his head. No. You know, not like, you don't have that kind of power anymore. <laughs> no. Um, you can't, so, uh, can't do those bill of attainders and, and exactly. get their heads cut off on the tower green. But they are, but you know, they are, look, you can see it. That's right. It's exactly. Like it's you not see. just the longevity. It's, it's how they are together. It's how they are together. That's yeah. correct. And the fantastic... 
Prince Philip just retired from public service about a year ago, two years ago now. And he's... 95! Yeah, yeah, they were very active. Again, primarily charity or... That's or correct. Things yeah. of state. That's right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Open the supermarkets or whatever you whatever, whatever they do. Yeah. Whatever you do. But they've always been very charitable. So, gentlemen, and they're also one of the most wealthy families in the world too. Yes. It's not like they can't do anything they want to. Right. Well, that's right. usually one of the knocks against them. Is they have all that money. Why? You know, why are we supporting them? Blah blah blah. It's one. It's their personal wealth. That's correct. But they do not. They they don't really flaunt it like like some people nope. we know. Uh, who shall go nameless. Um, but anyways, gentlemen, before we forget, this very fine bourbon we are drinking tonight. I was just getting ready to get there because I was going to say, look, let's raise a, tel- a glass to the old gal. To the queen? To the queen. To the queen. Now, it's, it's bourbon, not scotch, so it's not a British libation. No. That we're but we are Americans. Americans. So, uh, if, if she'll accept it in that spirit, three admiring Americans. Well, if she can accept an iPod from Obama that has all of his favorite music, she can accept this. His speeches. Oh, his speeches. Not his speeches. music. That's his right. Speeches. That's right. Well, it's his speeches, yes. She, she does love Kentucky bourbon because she loves Kentucky horses. That's She's, true. They, they, have, they have lots of... And that's uh, exactly what she, this is. She's this an animal is lover. Uh, Maker's Mark. Probably time. the most famous Kentucky bourbon. Yeah. I don't think it's the best. It's good. It's, it's good. It's cool. It's, it's good. good. So here's a glass of Bankers uh, to the old gal. To the queen. To the queen. To you, Elizabeth. Mm. That's good. Uh, good bourbon. She's well worth it. Which is kind of redundant. <laughs> Even a bad bourbon. It's still bourbon. It's still good stuff, man. Still good, good stuff. So we're coming up on, we, actually we've already been over 30 minutes here, so we need to wrap this up. One last question. What's yes. the future of the monarchy because of her influence? You know, that's a good question. And I think the expectation has always been that Charles is going to be a failure as king. I think and that's I, unfair. I think that's very unfair. Now, yeah. that I, now that I've looked at this a little bit and looked at him, his reign may not be long, but I, I think he will comport himself with some restraint. Again, he's drawn some criticism for things. that He's very much into architecture. Uh, he, he's dabbled a little bit in current events uh, with some pronouncements here and there. I think he'll he'll do fine. I, th- I, I think he'll do fine, and then certainly I think William mm-hmm. will will do very well. I think so too. We'll the, do very well. I think William is very much beloved, as is his family. Uh, but I also think that Charles has, as I said earlier, has seasoned well. I think uh, he has shown himself to be. Uh, he will be very similar to Victoria's son Edward the sixth. Who did not reign long, but he reigned well. Well, we don't know. I mean, well, given course. her age, uh, you know, she could go at any time. Yeah. He's still young enough that he could reign twenty years. Sure. That's a good long reign. Yeah, Edward the Edward the sixth reigned for I want to say twelve years. You know, it was it was it is right. It's somewhere between nine and yeah. It, you know, that Edwardian age. We talked about this a little bit when we talked World War One. Uh, that those aughts, those nineteen aughts. Yeah, that was really about nineteen ten. Uh, very, very interesting time, a time of tremendous change, um, and he seemed to uh, move astride it well, and he pushed very much for, when you talk about influences of, of how she lived, he pushed very, very much for British officials to treat people of the empire equally. Yes. He hated that racial attitude about India, that old-time racial attitude, 
uh, of the British Empire and the British officials, he very much wanted to see that in an end. Mm-hmm. And to see the people of the empire treated well, treated equally, treated as value. I uh, truly believe beings. that the influence of the British monarchy in things like that, the example you gave, is still very much alive and well. And I think Charles will do just fine. And, uh, and I think that's part I of his DNA. Absolutely. Because that's what they just, went right from Edward to George to Elizabeth and to be to her. That's right. Or from well, to him. Yeah. There's a few extras in there. There's, there's Edward right. and then there's George. Well, but right. And I then mean, there's Edward, right which we won't Elizabeth. count he, much. He doesn't mean it chronologically. Yes. It means. Uh, yeah. Familiar. Legacy. Yes. Yeah. I, I think we will be just fine. <clears throat> Yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Well, you know, but then again, just because they don't rule us doesn't mean that we don't appreciate they them. They are our closest ally, and that's, that's right. one of the reasons why Americans love them so much. Plus, you know, kings and queens to us are part of fairy stories. <laughs> that's, that's a good right. point. That's, 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 very good oh, point. that's a very good point. So for, for us to have a living monarch that is so close to us, looks like us, acts like Well, yeah, actually acts, even when they act badly, that's acting just like us. Yeah. And uh, is so well respected. And who do visit around. us. That's right. You know, they mm-hmm. come here, we go there. And I think that even though they are monarchs in the sense that, you know, like our president, or, you know, you don't just get to go up and shake his hand. Mm-hmm. You don't get to do that with the queen either. But in many ways, they just seem so much more accessible uh, mm-hmm. than in the past, than figures in the past. And maybe that's partially because we live in that same era. But we seem to know them better. Maybe that's partially because she reigned as long as she has. I think that's it. Uh, partially it's because we see it because, of, again, I go to this a lot. The media spotlight exposes everything. Yeah. And it's, it's a very intrusive media spotlight. It is. And the fact that you can say that there has not been major scandal attached to her that's right. is pretty astounding. It speaks well of her. Because of who she is. And so given that, you know, when you talk about the future, she's laid the groundwork, whether right. intentionally or not. The only question is, will they keep it? See, that's the hard part. You can well, lay the, found, the foundation all you want. I think they will. I, I think, think they, they love her and respect her so much. <coughs> they would not. You, you've got, you know, you've got the next two generations that want to carry on that legacy of hers. We Perhaps hope. even longer. Yeah. We hope. Yeah. That's what. That's what you never know. Because right. look at her uncle. Who would have thought? Well, if you if you go back and look, yeah, we could have figured <laughs> this one out actually. Yeah, that was unprecedented. That's correct. To do what he did, that's right. You know, yeah. there were certain, but he certainly did not have the uh, the love for and feel right. feel of duty. That right. was pretty obvious. That's true. Right. I'm just saying that you know anything can happen. Amen. But she has certainly done the legwork. Yeah. Thanks for being with us here every week at Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Be sure to spread the word on your social media accounts. Follow us and retweet us. We are on Instagram and on Twitter at Snakes and Otters. Let your friends know that they can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. Just search Snakes and Otters Podcast to find us, and please... Remember to leave us your comments and reviews. It helps people find us. And you can always send us an email at snakesandotterspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Martin. I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Catch us next week. Same snake time, same otter channel. <laughs>